Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, another good weekend of football last week, plenty of goals across all the divisions. Um, We hit the nail on the head with a lot of the tips from the show. Unfortunately the bomb-proof trebles were just short again, but I feel like we're getting there with them, but generally... Tips on the show have been pretty pretty on the money, I think. Yeah, they have been. It's not often that you lose a bomb-proof treble with none of the three sides conceding a goal. But that's what happened to me. Mm. So more on that later on in the show. But yeah, um, some definitely good, good picks and tips last week. I feel like football is getting a little bit more unpredictable. Uh, sorry, a little less unpredictable. Um, so, fingers crossed, we can get one over the line this weekend uh, with what is a full slate of action. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, so, just for anyone who might be a new listener, thanks to all the new listeners who joined us last week. Uh, fantastic viewing figures to start the new season off. Viewing figures? You don't watch us. Listening figures <laughs> is what I meant to say for uh, for last week to start the new season off. Brilliant. So, if you are new... For this week, here's what we do. Every week, we go through each of the four English top divisions. We'll look through the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our betting highlights from each one. Um, And then we'll look at bomb-proof trebles, which is where me and Tom uh, pick three teams each. And then that's kind of like our our main, hopefully, banker treble for for the weekend ahead. Yeah, it's the conclusion of all the research and hard work. It is, it is. Um, so, without any further ado, shall we drive? Drive? Shall we dive straight into the Premier League and have a look what we've got this weekend? Hundred percent. Happy to start us off talking about a potential upset: Brighton, yeah. Brighton and Hove Albion against Manchester United. Uh, this is a twelve thirty kickoff. Is that right? It is. That's right. Yep. Twelve thirty yeah, kickoff. It's a twelve thirty kickoff at the Amex. Brighton priced at 15 to 4, the draw at 13 to 5, United at 3 to 4. I'm leaning towards Brighton, Tom. Uh, United started off really poorly. Uh, they lost 3 1 at home to Crystal Palace. I mentioned on the show last week that Palace were unbeaten in their last two visits. Make that three now. Mm. Seem to be a bit of a bogey team. Uh, Brighton started off relatively okay against Chelsea. All undone in a kind of one moment of madness and Chelsea went on to capitalise. And then Brighton got a really impressive win over Newcastle. I have mentioned before that I expect this Brighton side to be the new Burnley, Stoke before they were relegated. You know, really cement themselves as a Premier League uh, force. Leandro Trossard has been great so far this season. Obviously, headline grabber Tarek Lamptey has also been great. I'm sliding towards Brighton. Uh, 15 to 4. I, I'm no mug. I do understand that one bad performance doesn't mean United are a bad team all of a sudden. Uh, but, you know, 15 to 4 is really tempting. What might be better is double chance. Brighton or draw is priced up at evens. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad price at all, is it? United. I was just about to say also drawing to Luton in the EFL Trophy or EFL Cup. Um, just scored. 
as I was about to say that, they'll lead one <laughs> going into half time. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not been a very good start, has it, for Manchester United? As you mentioned, Palace, often uh, the boogeyman against Manchester United, as it turned out again last week. I'm looking down the the route of both teams to score here. It's priced at four to five. And we know that the way Brighton play, they always go out to play the right way. They're not a team that will sit back and soak up pressure and, and um, you know, put men behind the ball. They'll, it's Graham Potter, you know, he likes his team to try and play on the front foot if they can and play in an attacking way. I think you'll get that again here, especially at home. We know about Manchester United's defensive frailties. Their defence is, by a long shot, not good enough. Um, you know, you can't be having a back line of what? Who was it at the weekend? Fosu Mensah, Lindelof, Shaw, Maguire. It's not good enough by a long stretch. Brighton, I think, will score. Manchester United with their firepower. Very, very top-heavy um, in terms of quality compared to the back line. So, yeah, I think this is this will have goals. Result-wise, I don't want to call it, but goals. Fair play. Um, I am siding towards Brighton. Uh, just didn't see enough. As you said, Tom, United top heavy, but failed to see it against a pretty average Crystal Palace side. And uh, yeah, with Brighton strong start, start to the season, I'm tipping double chance. Okay. Um, Palace Everton is the three o'clock. Two teams that are unbeaten. Six points out of a possible six for Palace and Everton. And I don't think many people would have predicted that um, a couple of weeks ago. Two teams have made excellent starts. I don't dare go uh, go any way here whatsoever. I don't know about you. Both teams looking decent. If it was purely on paper, I'd be looking at Everton um, from that from that quality point of view. They've got that additional bit of quality in their side, but I still don't trust them enough against this this Palace side who have really turned up the books already this season by beating Manu as we've seen. Yeah, 100%. Uh, really didn't expect that much from Palace. I think they're still going to try to get some stuff done in the transfer market. So um, hopefully they will go strength to strength. I know they obviously have had a good start to the season. I'm talking like they haven't. Everton, really surprised. I wasn't expecting much at all. James is obviously grabbing the headlines. He's been sublime so far. I'm really not sure where to go on this game, Tom. I don't actually have anything to tip the profit chasers. Do you? Nope. Move on. Move on. I think it's going to be too tight, but I think it'll be a decent game. It'll be a good watch. Mm. Yeah, I agree. How about West Brom Chelsea then? That's the 5.30. Um, Chelsea heavy favourites, 4-11. to 11. Uh, You can understand why, can't you? West Brom played two, lost two. Um, imploded last week against Everton, ultimately conceding five. After what was a, a very strong start, the red card really changed the game there. But um, I can't see any change in West Brom's fortunes with Chelsea coming to town. Even though I was a little bit disappointed by Chelsea in the Liverpool game, I thought they'd give it a bit more than they did. Um, then the red card there. Again, changed that game and their game plan went out the window. But um, I feel underwhelmed by the Werner, Havertz and co at the moment. But I do think this side will have enough to beat West Brom, who have been subpar. Yeah, uh, West Brom 
possibly the worst performing side, I'd say, in the Premier League so far. They look miles off. Pereira and Dean Garner, obviously, with two real sublime moments of quality against Everton. Apart from that, um, as you said, Tom, complete head loss and ridiculous behaviour from, from Kieran Gibbs. I think I agree with you. Havertz, in particular, has looked well off the pace, but given time, I think he'll come good. Werner's looked a little sharper. He's won two penalties in two games. And so, you know, at, at least he's in and around the box making things happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he needs that goal to to uh, get the monkey off the back and, and get the, uh, you know, the Twitter haters away. Um, big problem, obviously, in goal addressed by the imminent signing of Mendy. Will he play in time? Not sure. Shouldn't matter. Chelsea to win. Yeah, and probably worth threading there as well. Um, Christian Pulisic and Hakim Ziyech both should be fit to play at least some part in this game. So again, that will boost Chelsea from an attacking point. Finally then, Burnley against Southampton. Now I'd argue that possibly Southampton, not West Brom, have been the worst performing side this season. They've been really below standard from what we expect from them after their strong end to last season. Um, they go to Turf Moor. Burnley ended up ultimately getting beaten at Leicester pretty resoundingly, 4-2 in the end um, on Monday night. I, again, I feel like I'm fence-sitting a lot in this Saturday Premier League. I'm unsure which way to go on this one. Um, Bernie Price, 9-4, to is tempting considering how bad Southampton have been. It is tempting, but I look at the at the Burnley lineup, and, mate, you talk about the United back four. Burnley lined up with Charlie Taylor, Jimmy Dunn, Kevin Long and Phil Bardsley on the weekend. That is, that is a championship back four. A million percent. Uh, Dunn, I will I will reserve a bit more judgment on because I've only seen him play once and he's a young kid. Uh, but the other three, not really impressed. Going forward, everything else, the midfield and, and the strike force, I don't worry about Burnley at all. But at the back, without Tarkovsky, um, Ben Mee, it's, it's a huge miss. So I'd like to see who's playing at the back for Burnley before making a prediction. I know that's hard with a podcast that foresees things, uh, saying wait till the teams come out. But I honestly would wait to see who's going to be fit, who's playing at the back for Burnley uh, before making any kind of prediction. Yep, no, that's absolutely fair enough. Um, Right, rolling, rolling into Sunday then. We've got another four games spread out across the day. First one, Sheffield United against Leeds. Give me something, Tom. Leeds. Yeah? You're not impressed 100%. by Sheffield United in defeat the other night? No. No, was I hell? They made it they made it relatively difficult for Villa after the Egan red card. But they're not showing enough. And you know, I, I was thinking, I was watching the game, there's only so far you can get away with with all due respect, David McGoldrick, uh, Billy Sharp. Oliver Burke, um, that might sound harsh, but I don't think he should be leading the line for a Premier League side. Absolutely and not. I, I think Sheffield United could, I said it in the pre-season prediction, Sheffield United could be in for a bit of a backward step. Um, I, I still 
I still don't rate half the players uh, on an individual level at Premier League level. And Leeds have been blockbuster, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. You know, Sheffield United haven't actually scored in the Premier League yet. And you've got Leeds who have scored seven. So I'm definitely going for the team kind of firing on all cylinders. Uh, I would be looking at Leeds United at eight to five. I honestly don't see why you would go for Sheffield United at this moment in time. It's a really good price, isn't it, for Leeds, if you do fancy them. Um, We spoke last week that we thought the prices on Leeds this season might be a bit on the tight side because of the stature of the club. But eight to five is is actually a good price um, for the way they've been performing. Yeah, uh, I I will take that all day. Yeah, Sheffield United have been really poor for uh, for my money. For the more conservative amongst you, if you uh, fancy the double chance leads or draw, it's two to five, so much less value, but um, it's something which it it should come in at least a draw for leads. Up next then, Spurs Newcastle. Spurs priced pretty nicely, nine to twenty, just a shade under one to two. Uh, the draw seven to two, and Newcastle six to one. Um, so after the opening day defeat to Everton, it was business resumed for Tottenham. Much much improved against Southampton away. Son scoring four, four assists from Kane, plus a goal. Excellent for my fantasy football. Um, I see another win. Here, uh, nine to twenty is not a bad price. I think it'll be comfortable. Agreed. I don't think. I think it papers over the cracks slightly. Let's not forget that they were relatively poor against Southampton and poor in their first game of the season as well. Uh, that obviously defeat against Everton. I'm not on the Tottenham bandwagon just yet because of the Son Kane uh, kind of explosion. With that being said, they will beat Newcastle 9-20. Yeah, I feel like Tottenham there's a bit of a, a little bit of a feel-good factor around the club at the moment, you know, with the big win, uh, the new signings coming in, obviously Bale, the headline, plus, um, is it Reg, Reg Willon? How do you pronounce his name? Reg- I think it's Reg Regulon. Regulon. Regulon, we'll go. We'll go with Regulon if that is actually we'll how you pronounce that. it. We'll go with it. Um, so two, what should be very solid solid additions uh, to the team, and yeah, a feel good factor around a Jose Mourinho club a season in. It's not something that happens all that often. No, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, the next game should be a bit of a cracker: Manchester City against Leicester. Um, City the favourites, understandably. Big favourites, two to seven. The draw just under five to one. Leicester eight to one. Surely City uh, to win this one at a, at a poor price, but I think this will be a good, open, entertaining game with uh, plenty of goals in it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I'm looking at City to win and both teams to score. Yeah, uh, it's priced at five to four. I think that's good. that is. That. Yeah, I think that's a really good price. I think Leicester have shown that they are going to be very similar to last season in terms of the way they play and the threat that they carry. Uh, and Manchester City, obviously, getting they're a week behind everyone, uh, but getting their season off to a good start, uh, overcoming a bit of a bogey team for them uh, last season in Wolverhampton Wanderers. So, yeah, for me, I think that's a, a really good bet, that. Yeah, I think psychologically, 
that Wolves result is going to be really big for Man City. Because um, when Jimenez scored to make it 2-1 with, what, 15 minutes or so to go, if yeah. Man City had conceded another one and crumbled and lost that, lost the three points there, it would have really set the season off on a bad note, wouldn't it? Um, but for them to have the resolve to um, maintain the 2-1 and even get the third on the break late on, I think that would do wonders for the for the confidence of the team. Yeah, I I totally agree. I expect Leicester to make it difficult for them. They've got some good pace on the break, because we all know City are going to have most of the ball. So do fancy him to get a goal. But yeah, both team, uh, City to win, both teams to score for me. Throwing another fancy football-related one in there before we move on. Timothy Castagna, had him in from the start, saw what he did last season at, at Atalanta, pat myself on the back, great pick. Jeez, I wish I edited the podcast and not you, so I could cut that bit out. <laughs> what, what the bloody hell is that? A bit of self-love? <laughs> a completely <laughs> random bit of self-love. Or a, a bit of praise and a pat on the back for any other um, initial Castagna uh, pickers <laughs> on fancy football. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Uh, West Ham Wolves finish off the Sunday. Um, bit of kind of, it's not up in the air. The game's going to go ahead. But uh, Josh Cullen, Issa Diop, and David Moyes all testing positive for COVID nineteen. So uh, I think it's fair to say that Moyes won't be in the dugout, and Diop is not going to be playing centre half. Cullen obviously uh, rarely plays. So that's got to be taken into consideration. The fact that West Ham are crap, that also has to be taken into consideration. Uh, and Wolves, uh, you can get them at evens. I am lapping that up. Yeah. I'm lapping it up. I'm not I'm not bothered that they lost against Stoke in the Carabao Cup. I'm not bothered that they lost to Man City. I've watched West Ham now, and they've been so poor that... I am more than happy to take Wolves at evens. Maybe it'll help them not having Moisey there. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Uh, we must say that, you know, we wish him all the best. Yes, in yes. There. Don't want to joke yeah. about, about... No, we don't want to joke about coronavirus, yeah. Tom. Uh, but but I do get what you're saying. Purely from um, a sporting perspective. Yeah, from exactly, exactly. Um, are you on board with uh, the old gold? Yes. Yes, evens. Yeah. Right, let's roll into Monday then for our final two games. Uh, we've got Fulham against Aston Villa as the first one at six o'clock. Um, in truth, another one that I'm a little bit on the fence for. However, I will say that I've cashed out on my pre-season bet that included Aston Villa to get relegated. Okay, in terms of... You don't think it's going to happen I, anymore? I think they'll be okay. I think they've got enough about yeah. them now. The recent signings they've brought in, um, I think they have enough about them to at least stay up. Especially, yeah. you know, Grealish is clearly staying, signed a new contract. Um, Ollie Watkins seems to have hit the ground running, playing very well. Matty Cash, the same great debut from him. Uh, Mar- Martinez from Arsenal, great signing for the fee yeah. they paid for him. Um, yeah. Triore, Triore, yeah. yeah, he's not even kicked a ball yet. Yeah, yeah. Triore, another good signing. Um, I think they're addressing problems. 
Um, I think they'll be all right this season. I don't know whether they'll win this game or, or not. Um, if I had to pick a side, it would be Villa at six to four, but it's not a strong tip from me. But just I just thought I'd say, you know, the preseason prediction. I think I think I was wrong after seeing what they've done. Fair play, fair play. Um, I I also agree with you in terms of this game. Uh, I don't know who's going to win this game. Uh, I would also side with Villa if I had to. Uh, I have no confidence in Fulham whatsoever, um, but I don't fancy him enough to to tip him to win. No. Okay. Fair enough. Let's move on to the final game, which is a big one. Liverpool against Arsenal. Um, I've got to say, I was doing my research for this game and all you see is goals when you look at historical stats over the last kind of five seasons ago, five seasons or so between the two sides. And it's frightening how many goals that Arsenal concede against Liverpool. It really is. Let me just throw you out a few stats over the last few seasons. So the amount of times that Liverpool has scored a truckload of goals against Arsenal since 2016. Here we go. So uh, you had a 3-3 and a 4-3 to Liverpool in 2016. Then in 2017, they played each other three times. Uh, Liverpool scored, scored three, then they scored four, then they scored another three. Um, then in 2018, good day for Arsenal. one all draw in the first game. Then the second game of 2018, Liverpool back on form, five they scored. Games in 2019, played twice. First game, Liverpool scored three. Second game, Liverpool scored five. Um, and then the last two games in 2020, Arsenal have actually uh, restricted Liverpool's just one goal in each. But weird. But yeah, frightening amount of goals scored over the years against Arsenal, which brings me to my tip of Liverpool to win this game and over 3.5 goals. It's two to one. Nice. I, I normally love that stuff. I, I honestly normally love all that kind of historic wave that you can ride and you can look at it and think, well, that's happened for the last four seasons, so it's going to happen again. But this time, Tom, I by the way, I'm also in the Liverpool camp. I think they've, they've been really impressive so far with gears to go. They're four to nine, so I don't know if I've, I'm going to put a bet on them because... I like Arsenal too much under Arteta. I'm a massive Arteta fan. Yeah, you, you've got a thing I'd say, awesome, haven't you? You've got a I love spot it. There. I really, really love what he's doing. And I've watched Arsenal. Well, we all have. We've watched Arsenal have been so pathetic for years. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. And they've finally got a manager who's got real high levels of discipline, which is something that I love. And they've finally started cutting out the majority of the shit that comes with that comes with Arsenal. They're they're well drilled, they're better organized, then there seems to be a bit more of a plan and they've got a they've still they're still not gonna win the league, but I'm just saying I don't I'd actually disagree with you, Tom. I think this will be this will be a Liverpool win, but I'm thinking possibly one nil, two one something like that. Um, I don't know if there's going to be an absolute boatload of goals. Okay, fair enough. 
I'm just a big Arteta fan, and I don't see I don't see his Arsenal side conceding, you know, more than two. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, either way, if you do fancy Liverpool, which we both do fancy Liverpool to win, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Four to nine for the reigning Premier League champions. That's one of the better prices I think we're going to see for Liverpool all season. Yeah, no, it, is, it, is, it is a good price, especially at home. And again, that's testament to Arteta and yeah. Arsenal. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to stop now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's an appropriate moment. Like, if you're on Twitter, someone will go, he's not going to shag you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, so, so true. I know. I Okay, next week, unless Arsenal win, I won't mention Arteta. <laughs> As a promise. So I reckon now, Tom, is a good time uh, to tell the Profit Chasers the good news regarding the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going big time. We're going big time. We've actually got a sponsor. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, are sponsoring this week's podcast. Um, exciting times. It is. Really grateful for the opportunity to be sponsored by such a global brand. Uh, they sponsor some NFL games, some NFL players. They sponsor some Premier League games. I saw them on the uh, advertising boards uh, for the Wolves Man City game. So that was that was good stuff. Uh, really great company, and we're we're absolutely thrilled to be in partnership with Manscaped. And I'll be honest with you, my balls and pubic region has never looked this good in my life. <laughs> but remember, with Manscaped, it's not just about looking good. It's also about smelling good. And the ball toner and ball deodorant, what products? I never knew I needed ball deodorant. Never knew. It took, took, me, took me 30 years to figure it out, but now I'm aware of the ball deodorant and what it can do for you. And uh, yeah, it's actually made a big difference. So uh, yeah, we encourage you to try out the products. Um, you know, you can support this podcast by using our discount code. So FBP Football Betting Podcast 20, FBP20 at manscaped.com. Uh, there's free shipping as well included in that if you order from us. Um, and there's everything from the Perfect Package 3.0, which is what we got delivered, Tom, which is basically the luxurious package with all the ball deodorants and all the ball toners. They throw in a pair of underwear, which, which are really nice, throwing a a t-shirt, etc. Or they sell all the products individually. So head to manscaped.com, FBP20, and your balls will thank you. Right, after that, we're back to the show. Um, championship. Where do you want to start, Tom? Ooh, I mean, I think... I feel really guilty. I, f- I feel like a bully. But you have to start at Swansea. You have to. They're the twelve thirty kickoff. They're away at Wickham. Wickham are coming off the back of a five nil defeat uh, against Blackburn. They also obviously lost. Uh, a, I sound stupid. A really crucial game uh, for Wickham on the opening day against Rotherham. They haven't yet scored. Swansea. They did draw at home to Birmingham, which was somewhat of a disappointment. But, you know, it was still a, a point on the board. I just, this Wickham side, 
we saw we saw with Yeovil. Remember when Yeovil were in the uh, championship a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. Really unexpected promotion, and they just got absolutely panned. It's like Rotherham a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I'm just I'm honestly really concerned about Wickham early doors. We obviously every single person on the earth has them to finish bottom, and it's looking it's looking justified. And all I hope is that we can get fans in the stadium at some stage. I know there's been a big announcement today, so the Wickham fans can can enjoy at least a couple of games because it's not going to last long. Swansea priced at three to four. There is no reason in my mind why you wouldn't be backing them at that price. I'll move over to a team who have surprised in the first two games of the season. I know it's early days and. You can't read too much into opening results, but um, Birmingham under Itor Karanka have looked decent. You know, they've looked solid. They've not conceded a goal in both their games this season. And that's against Brentford and against Swansea. Two teams who you'd think, you know, would be bang up there this season. They beat Brentford 1-0, drew away at Swansea 0-0. Two highly impressive results. Um, So when Rotherham come to town... You think after those previous results at eleven to ten, Birmingham should have enough quality defensive um, solidarity and stability to get a you know a win against this Rotherham side. Birmingham aren't going to be a team this season who will batter anybody. They're never going to win three nil, four nil plus, but one nils, two nils, Karanka's bread and butter, and I think eleven to ten is a good steady price for this Birmingham side to get another three points on the board. Yeah, sign Mikel San Jose. I don't know if you remember him from uh, Athletic Bilbao, yes. uh, former Spain yeah. international. Yeah, I thought he was about thirty-six. I think he's thirty-one. So that could prove to be a bit of a masterstroke as well. But yeah, definitely, uh, I had Birmingham wrote down here, Tom, as as someone that I was yeah. going to lean on for sure. That seems like a decent sign, doesn't it? Um, yeah, you no, know, he's it, got international experience, well. Champions League experience in the past. And when and when these signings normally come to to this league, I'm talking Wayne Rooney. You know, they're typically a few years on. Yeah. But San Jose seem, seems to be, you know, kind of in in the early part of his twilight years. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of other games that I'm going to confidently tip out, I really don't have any. Uh, for the championship and I know that's a little bit disappointing um, I don't know if you would do Tom the, the one that I want to cover is I want to alert people to a banana skin uh, so some people may not even know that Watford Luton is they're, they're each other's biggest rivals haven't played each other for years again real shame that this is not going to be played in front of fans uh, I just want to warn people that think that Watford can can turn up with their team and and get a four five six nil victory. Um, Luton, I believe, had lost one in fourteen uh, before their Carabao Cup game against Manchester United, stretching back to their great escape last season under Nathan Jones. They'll make it really difficult. They're a very pragmatic side. Um, you could be possibly looking at draw or Luton which is 6-5. to five. Not sure how confident I am in tipping that, but I just wanted to let people know that Watford aren't going to just turn up and win 4-5-6-0. No. 
yeah i'd also like to add on to that it's something that uh there aren't any prices available yet at time of recording but definitely keep a lookout for when they are it's the cards market um i think there'll be cards in this game as you mentioned tom biggest rivalry they've not played each other for a long time um i think it's going to be a very competitive game you know considering the managers in charge especially like a nathan jones he's going to have his players bang up for this i think there's going to be yellow cards maybe even red cards flying around left right center here um so look out for the cards market the over whatever you want to go for it on the uh the card points yep yep totally agree Anything else, Tom, in terms of the weekend? I actually do have one more. Uh, not very on top of my notes today. So I've got one more tip if you if you don't have anything. Um, not really. I think it's a tough week this week in the championship. I would say if you're looking at Friday night and fancy a flutter, don't go anywhere near Forest with your money. Um, as we're Forest fans, we know full well that we're far from the finished article. Big hangover from last season. Even though Huddersfield aren't a good side, I just wouldn't be touching Forest with a barge pole at the moment on a Friday night. So avoid them. Um, so yeah, let's hear your one. Yeah, it, it's on the Sunday. Um, so it's in the Bournemouth-Norwich game. So obviously two recently relegated sides uh, going head-to-head. Really not sure which way this one's going to go. Um, but in, in terms of Norwich... Um, including the Carabao Cup. Two of their three games have been uh, both teams to score. And for Bournemouth, every single one has been both teams to score. So, uh, you know, I expect it. Th- these are two sides that think, you know, going forward rather than, you know, thinking about what's behind them pretty much. Um, so I'm going to tip both teams to score here. And the price is 8 to 11. Uh, also, possibly... Possibly Bristol City to get a victory over Sheffield Wednesday. City have been impressive. Sheffield Wednesday have been defiant. Um, so it's not a really strong tip. Uh, but Bristol City at home just sways it in the way of the Robins. 7-5 to five for them. I wouldn't touch that one personally. But there we go. It's okay to disagree. Yeah, it is indeed. Um <laughs> Okay, let's go to League One then. Hopefully we'll have a, a little bit more look there. For me, there's only one place to start, and I know you're going to have this one as well. Ipswich Town at home to Rochdale. Um, you've got the league leaders against the side in 21st uh, after two games. And we spoke about last week, didn't we, how how easy on paper um, the start Ipswich have got is. They've won their first two games already. Both two goals to nil against Wigan and against Bristol Rovers. This week, they play another one of the relegation favourites, Rochdale, at home. Um, And considering the contrasting starts, the expected starts that these two teams have had, I can only see this going one way. That's another win for the Tractor Boys. Four to nine is the price for that one. So it's not the best price that you'll see all weekend, but... Um, it should definitely be one you can throw into a throw into an accumulator and should comfortably come in. Yep, can't wait to keep backing Ipswich through this really easy start that they've got, and then as soon as the tough games come, I'm going to twist my knife in their back <laughs> and then start start betting on the opposition because 
not convinced by this Ipswich side in terms of a long-term uh, success. Let's talk about Fleetwood. Fleetwood are playing against AFC Wimbledon at home. Fleetwood priced at 13-20. to 20. You can understand why. A promotion hopeful against a likely relegation uh, candidate. Fleetwood did start the season off really, really well. Uh, they they were pretty impressive. They beat Burton, they beat Port Vale, and then they were leading away at Peterborough to the last five minutes and then somehow conceded two goals in the last five minutes to throw it all away. Could only imagine how that changing room was with Joey Barton in there afterwards. Uh, Wimbledon, two draws to start off, very leaky. Uh, they have conceded two against Northampton and then they drew 4-4 against Plymouth uh, on Saturday. I think they'll come unstuck here. As I said, not the best price, but I do fancy Fleetwood 13-20. Yeah, me too. Me too. Very, very good, isn't it? On, on, the, uh, on the verge of two excellent wins to start the season off until, um, until Peterborough turned it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I have faith in, in Fleetwood finishing the top six yeah. this season. No, I agree. I do agree. Um, a team who... I think pre-season, a lot of people expected to finish in the top six. Are Oxford United started the season poorly, currently sit rock bottom of League One. Um, two losses from their first two games. Those losses come into um, Ox, come into Sunderland and Lincoln, both 2-0 defeats. Not the ideal start for Carl Robinson's boys after their playoff final defeat last season. But um, away at Accrington, they do have a good chance to turn it around, and they are a good price. Thirteen to ten is the price for Oxford to win, and I'm going to back Oxford just purely based on the quality that, that they've got in their squad. Um, this is a team who, despite their sluggish start, I still do expect to be in and around um, the top six come the end of the season. Uh, Thirteen to ten. This Accrington side started well, beat Peterborough, a couple of wonder goals as you mentioned, but. Couldn't follow that up um, with a poor defeat against Burton, a side who aren't going to pull up any trees this season. With all due respect to Burton fans. Um, so, yeah, Oxford to, to kind of kickstart their season. Again, it's a very winnable game against Accrington Stanley. 13 to 10 is a price. I think they can do it. Yeah, this is where my, my comments last week come into play. You know, you can't, you can't be relying on 30 yards dipping volleys every week it's just not going to happen so no. yeah fully fully behind your tip there i want to talk about a team that man i i didn't mention for one second in our preview show uh, doncaster rovers they under darren moore have started really really well uh, they haven't lost in any of the last six home games if you go back to last season they're playing against bristol rovers they haven't lost any sorry they haven't won any of their last 11 away games going back to last season. Tom has them uh, as a relegation uh, candidate, and I I think I agree. They've had a tough start. They've played Sunderland and Ipswich, um, but they've only come out of that with just the one point away at Sunderland. And by all accounts, they got absolutely battered. Uh, Sunderland just couldn't put the ball in the net. Doncaster, uh, they've been... They've been really impressive so far, especially on the weekend. They beat Charlton 3-1 away, which was a huge victory for them and quite the upset. 
I encourage everyone to Google or YouTube Tyrese John Jules's goal uh, for them. An absolutely unbelievable moment of quality. Doncaster priced at 19 to 20. I think it's a great price for a team that's gone under the radar, although we're only two games into the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think as long as Ben Garner's in charge of Bristol Rovers, they're they're only going one way, and that's down uh, eight to one when I tipped them in the preseason show as my pick for going down. Currently now two to one, so uh, slashed by the bookies. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you? Because um, I don't have anything else really. No, uh, there's a potential. There's a potential upset on Sunday. Uh, to keep an eye out for Lincoln against Charlton. Obviously, Charlton recently relegated uh, from the uh, championship. I just mentioned that their last game, they lost 3-1 at home to Doncaster, which would have been a little damaging. Uh, They're playing against the Lincoln side who, I mean, if you want to read the form, you know, in favour of Lincoln, they've won six in a row. Uh, They haven't actually lost in any of the last seven haven't lost in any of the last five home games uh, and won the last three home games in a row. So really big test for Charlton, Michael Appleton, doing what he always does um, and kind of slowly building a very good side. Lincoln at price at five to four. If you fancy a Sunday outsider, the imps are for you. Yeah. Outsider in name, but not in price though. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Let's roll into League Two then, shall we? I want to get things kicked off with League Two. Um, I'm talking about a side who I predicted to be nowhere near the top of the league come the end of the, come the end of the season, but have started the season extremely well. Um, and that's Cambridge United, currently top of the league, two games played, eight goals scored, non conceded. Um, the games they played against Carlisle and Morecambe, not you know, the creme de la creme of, of League Two with, with respect, but they're performing very, very well. Um, you can also throw in beating Birmingham in the EFL Cup as well, 1-0 away from home. And considering we talked on the podcast earlier about how good Birmingham's results in the Championship have been. You know, it's it's a really, really strong start for Cambridge. And the price at 7-4 to four at home against the Tranmere side who haven't who have only got one point so far this season. Um, out of all four competitive games they've played, they've lost three, drawn one, and scored one goal. Um, so they're in really poor form. They've, they're having a tough time after being relegated from League One. They're really trying to find their feet at this level, struggling. And I think Cambridge can capitalise with the good form that they're in. Seven to four, fantastic price. Probably the price of the weekend for me. I'm going to say that now. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Tranmere, I predicted them to I think finish in the last automatic promotion spot. Um so yeah, I mean they've just not got going, have they? And and Cambridge are definitely in a great position to capitalise on that. Let's talk about Port Vale. Uh, Port Vale went under the radar somewhat in our uh, preseason predictions. I think I had them finishing just inside the playoffs. Uh, They have got a game against newly promoted Harrogate Town. Harrogate have started off really, really well. They're actually in third position, although, you know, the league table, you can't really read into it this early. 
Port Vale technically are in second, so big game, I suppose. Uh, Port Vale haven't lost in any of the last 10 home games. I think Harrogate have done really well so far. Uh, they obviously beat an absolute joke of a team in Southend. Uh, possible back-to-back <coughs> relegations for them on the horizon. And then they drew at home to Walsall, who we expect to be around mid-table. This is definitely a step up in quality. Port Vale, you know, really strong start to the season for them. Uh, they've got two wins from two, not conceding in league action. Port Vale, for me, 19-20. to 20. Yep, I agree with that one too. Um, one more from me for League 2, and that's Cheltenham Town to beat Grimsby Town. Cheltenham are 4-5 to five to get the win. Um, started really poorly. They were winning against Morecambe, ended up losing that game 2-1. However, they turned it round with a good 3-0 win away at Tranmere last weekend to really kind of kickstart their season. We both spoke about how we thought you know, this Cheltenham side, beating in the playoff semi-finals last year, could really go one further this season and get the automatic promotion spots. You know, I still firmly believe that. I just think they needed that win to kickstart their season. A little bit sluggish in that first game. Um, they were str- they were so, so strong at home last season. They had the best home record in the league. They had the best defence in the league. I think they can get another win here at 4-5 to five against this Grimsby Town side who have lost both games so far. Um, I don't think they'll batter Grimsby. But I think it'll be a steady two nil, maybe even maybe even three, maybe three nil constitutes the battering, and I'm just contradicting myself. But um, <laughs> either way, Cheltenham to get the win. Yeah, eventually they'll uh, Cheltenham are going to turn it round for sure. Um, so yeah, I think. <clears throat> excuse me. This is their season, and I can completely see them getting a victory uh, over Grimsby. Uh, I am done for strong tips. I just have one more thing to add. Mm-hmm. Southend have been completely embarrassing as so far this season. That There's no other way to describe how bad they have been to the start of the season. It just seems like they're carrying on their really poor start from uh, from last season, to be honest with you. We've got two teams... Both nicknamed the Shrimpers going at each other. Um, <laughs> so we've got Southend and Morecambe. Um, as I said, Southend have been absolutely pathetic. Morecambe haven't been that much better. Uh, they lost 5-0 to Cambridge on Saturday. Um, but previously before that, in the Carabao Cup, they beat Oldham 1-0 at home. And obviously on the opening day, they had that big shock uh, by beating Cheltenham 2-1 away. So they're going to bring that confidence down to Roots Hall. And obviously, as I mentioned, Southend uh, just have this losing mentality and this just complete disease at the club. And Malcolm are priced at 31 to 20. Not the strongest tip uh, because, you know, I don't rate Malcolm that highly. But it is a really good price if you do fancy a little flutter on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I fancy anyone against Southend at the moment. Exactly. Right, I think it's about time we looked through some bomb-proof trebles. Uh, this part of the show is brought to us this week by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. If you go on Manscaped's website, order some products, you can get 20% off uh, using the code FBP20 at the checkout and free shipping to boot. So that's 20% off, free shipping 
by using the code FBP20. We'll start with mine. Um, I had Luton to beat Derby in the Championship and they did so 2-1. Yeah, he also had Arsenal to beat West Ham in Premier League action and they did 2-1. And finally, I had Norwich to beat Preston. However, they could only draw 2-2 to cost the bomb-proof treble. So down with the Canaries. Yeah, devastating that. Absolutely devastating. Uh, similar story for mine as well. I had Blackburn. They won 5-0 at home to Wickham. He also had Carlisle, who won comfortably 2-0 uh, against Southend. And it's not often you lose a, a treble when all of your teams keep a clean sheet. Well, that's exactly what happened to me. Swansea, I had them against Birmingham, and they only managed a 0-0 draw. Yeah. Uh, just to recap as well, the joint treble, we had Arsenal, 2-1, Carlisle, 2-0, and Norwich, 2-2. So Norwich and Swansea in the bad books this weekend. Yeah, fuming. that It's so frustrating when, you know, we pick four winning teams there between us and uh, pick the wrong ones for the joint. Yeah. Essentially. Always very frustrating. It is, but new week, new opportunity. Um, so we'll get us let's get kicked off with this week's bombproof troubles. So for my bombproof trouble for this weekend, I'm gonna go with Ipswich to beat Roch to beat Rochdale, priced at four to nine. Then Spurs to beat Newcastle, priced at nine to twenty, and finally Birmingham to beat Rotherham priced at 11 to 10 and 10 pounds example stake on that pays 44 back nice nice i like it a lot three, i like it a lot three solid home teams there all right perfect thank you for that tom so i am gonna skip the champ and skip the premier league and go straight to league one uh we're gonna go for fleetwood they're at home to wimbledon they're 13 to 20. We're going to stay in League One and we're going to go for Doncaster. They're at home to Bristol Rovers. They are 19 to 20. And then we're going to go into League Two and we're going to go for Port Vale at home to Harrogate Town, 19 to 20. 10 pounds on returns 62 70. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think we've got home two. is where the heart is, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Six home teams tipped. Six home teams. Um, six home teams who are all favourites to win their matches um, and start the season well. So we can't. We can do no more than that. I think. Um, who would you like to champion for the joint? I, I think Ipswich should definitely go in. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm more than happy to take Ipswich. Rochdale are, uh, are struggling a bit, aren't they? Yeah, okay. Um, I am happy to throw in Tottenham. Okay. So let's have one from yours. Yeah. And then, well, who do you like? Who do you like? You can go with Fleetwood, Doncaster, <clears throat> or Port Vale. Go Fleetwood. And I know, I don't think this is going to pay the most money, but um, it's a winner, eh? Yeah, so Tom's going to get you the price, and I'll just recap who we're going to be tipping. So, 
Premier League action. Tottenham Hotspur at home to Newcastle, 9-10. to League One, Ipswich Town at home to Rochdale, 4-9. to And staying in League One, Fleetwood Town against AFC Wimbledon, 13-20. to A £10 example stake would return you. 34.55. Lovely. Lovely. So, yeah, uh, that is the Bomber Treble section finished. Let's talk about fancy football, Tom. Yeah, let's have a quick look at fantasy football then. Um, high scoring week for a lot of people. Was it high scoring week for you, Tom? I got 78. What did you get? 85. Oh, yeah. Hey. Bloody hell. Um, 23rd I am in our fantasy football league. Nice. Um, I am 129th. Bloody so... hell. What? I'm doing better than I was uh, the first week. You're always in three figures. <laughs> there's, 100 and, there's 191 teams in uh, in the league. So I'm actually doing all right, I think. Um, let's, let's have a countdown of the top 10. Changes every week at this early stage of the season. But in the Football Betting Podcast, Fantasy Football League, your top 10 are... Joe Etchells, Connell Glyn-Martin, Ronan Gormley, Brian Grant, Daniel O'Reilly, David Doherty, Stuart Moore, Chris White, Matlock Cooper, and Ross Lang. Damn, you you got away with that then. Because there's normally some really, really tough uh, names to pronounce in the top 10. So you got away with that. (laughs) Guys, if you want to join our league, Tom normally puts the uh, league code in the podcast description. Or you can get at us on social media. Twitter's the best place, T underscore FB podcast. Facebook, facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us and be nice and official, football betting podcast at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed the show, guys, uh, perhaps want some money off some of the tips, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, we absolutely would. So, Thank you very much. First show sponsored by Manscaped as well. So big shout out to them. And thank you very much, Profit Chasers, for tuning in and supporting us as you have over the last three and a bit seasons, four seasons. Absolutely. So please do have a good weekend, a profitable weekend. Send any winning bet slips, any winning bets you have. We'd love to see them. Um, and we'll see you same time again next week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>